Thank God it's Friday, gonna cast out a line. The happy afternoon, sun is flying oh so high. I'm a peaceful kind of guy, most usually. But I'm hunting all the fishes in the deep blue sea. Making sure my bait is all nice and stinky. Gonna add a little, let it make the bait go sinky. We can wait another day to do the patchwork laundry. Cause now we going it is indeed Friday, the final fish in Paul Bunyan Country of the Week and the final fish in Paul Bunyan Country of the season. We're wrapping it up for the year today. Now, that doesn't mean we're done talking outdoors. Like the last two years, we will continue to talk fishing and outdoors. It's just not going to be as frequent. We do it every single weekday for 20 weeks throughout the course of the fishing season, but we're going to cut back now to a weekly show. And once again, this is where you'll be able to hear Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. It'll be every Thursday right around 1230, 1240 during high noon on KBUN FM 104.5. Again, KBUN FM 104.5, Thursdays around 1230, 1240, Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. And you'll also be able to hear it on Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. And yes, it will continue to be podcastable at either KBUNSportsRadio.com or going to Podcast One and subscribing to the podcast or iTunes and subscribing to the podcast as well. So we'll keep talking outdoors. We'll keep talking fishing. But again, it's a little less frequent uh, beginning next week with Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors on Thursdays. But we will continue our very in-depth conversation with Henry Drews, the Northwest Regional Fisheries Manager, as we wrap up Fish and Paul Bunyan Country for the year. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Yesterday, when we wrapped things up with Henry Drews, we were discussing the proposed regulation changes on Lake of the Woods. And Henry, Leech Lake also, taking a look at uh, some changes. What are we looking at over on Leech? On Leech Lake, you know, when we we had a real downturn in that fishery in the early 2000s, you know, and we implemented a number of measures to try to bring that fisheries back, and we set objectives again using a citizens' advisory committee process to to help guide our management and bounce our ideas off, share the data. And, And one of the things we implemented in the 2000s was a protected slot limit. We wanted to increase the number of spawners in the lake. We wanted to improve the size structure of that population while we were rebuilding it. We relaxed that regulation uh, four or five years ago from an 18 to 26 inch protected slot to a 20 to 26 protected slot as that population continued to improve and the size structure uh, got where we wanted to see and we met our spawner stock objectives. We're now at a point where we feel we've achieved all those objectives, we have lots of fish in the lake, and we're actually going to relax the regulation on um, on Leech Lake. We're proposing to go to a four-fish limit, which is the bag limit now, but do away with the protected slot and allow one walleye in the bag over 20 inches. Okay, so, so just... It's another relaxation. You know, it's adaptive management. Lake of the Woods, we're tightening the regulation because of some of the trends in the fishery we're seeing. In this case on leech, we're going to actually relax that regulation and allow anglers, you know, access to to harvest a wider size distribution of fish. Okay. Um, Overall, leech looking pretty good. I know there has been some concern about perch numbers. What are we seeing? And and that's another justification for relaxing the walleye regulation. Uh, like Red, our crews are from Walker are out doing their fall assessment netting right now. So 
in a week, we'll have better information on uh, what the perch population and the walleye population is looking like. But overall, at the present time, our perch population in Leech is is near historical lows, and we attribute that largely to you know the number of walleye in the lake. You know, we have a very high walleye population right now, and so they're eating a lot of perch, and we're not seeing the perch grow up into intermediate and large size. So through increasing walleye harvest, we want to provide more opportunities to the anglers, and we want to reduce some of the predation pressure on the perch. Okay. Um, let's uh, take a look at, uh, you know, some potential changes. I have heard rumors, and I know it's just rumor now, um, is there a proposal coming forth for a statewide four walleye limit or not? Uh, there is not an official proposal at this time. Okay. There is a, there is conversation taking place. At the, the annual fishing roundtable get-together last January, and that's where um, leaders of conservation organizations, fishing groups, resorts, guides, we gather for a day um, in January, and we talk about a future direction of fisheries, and then there's also a hunting group that talks about the future direction of hunting. One of the things that comes up at the fishing roundtables for the last several years, and it got a real lot of interest this past year, was a statewide bag limit of four. What we what we said, we being the DNR, said in response to that conversation is before we move anything forward, we want to see what the average angler thinks. We know what the leaders of the group think, but what does the average angler think um, that may not be affiliated with those groups? So we, we're doing a survey with the University of Minnesota. It's called a Human Dimension Survey where they do a random draw of licensed buyers from all across the state, and then they send them a survey. Some of the questions on that survey um, ask about the demographics, where are they from, how many often do they fish, what do they like to fish for, but specifically this time, we've asked them about the four walleye bag limit. Okay. We're also asking them some questions about panfish limits. So the results of that should be available in the next month or two from the okay. University of Minnesota, and that's going to that's gonna help inform us is the appetite from our anglers ready to look at a statewide bag limit change for walleye? We've heard from the organizations. Now we want to hear from the average angler. And then that will inform us as to whether we actually make a formal proposal to change that. But right now, I would describe that as still in conversation. I did, because I've heard so much about it, I, I did ask a number of the people I've had on the show over the course of the year their thoughts mm-hmm. on it. And, you know, and these are guides, and these are people who make their living in the industry by and large. And they are all, you know, even though some of their out-of-state people, you know, are going to be, you know, losing some walleyes to take home, they were pretty much across the board thinking that it might be time to think about that. Yep. And it's a really, it's it's ripe for good conversation now. And the challenge for us, Kevin, is that um, if somebody asks, asks us, will that make walleye fishing better? And on average, you know, the answer is going to be no. Mm-hmm. Will it, is it a long-term conservation measure to move the needle in the right direction? The answer to that is probably yes. Could it make walleye fishing better and spread the, the harvest out during a really hot bite? The answer to that is yes. But if you look at the state walleye fishery as a whole, going from six to four is not going to move the needle. 
And so for us to, to say we have to do this, we need to do this as a management agency, you know, that we need the public support behind it as a conservation measure. It's not, we can't justify that statewide based on biology. So that's the challenge in that conversation. Much more to come with Henry Drews next. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country with your host, Kev Jackson. He's the one asking the stupid questions. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. It's our season-ending, very in-depth look at the waters of Paul Bunyan Country with Henry Drews, the regional fisheries manager out of the Northwest office here in Bemidji. We're talking about a statewide four-fish limit. No official proposals on it, but a lot of people talking about it. I'm sure there are those who, you know, are on a four-fish limited lake that might like to see it more equal throughout the state. And that's another uh, very good argument for considering is the fairness and the equity. Um, the lakes that we have that on are the intensive, the four bag on are the lakes where we're actually managing for a certain harvest and we have historically had some harvest management issues. So, so that's why we have a bag limit on there is because it actually can affect how fish are harvested on those intensive fisheries. You know, uh, obviously in an ideal world we could have uh, the same limit across the state with the same, you know, everything's 20 one over 20, something like that. I don't know if that's realistic that we could ever do that, but uh, I'm sure it would make life a lot easier for people. <laughs> you know, you we can do that. That can happen, but what you do is then you have trade-offs. Yeah. You know, you may be sacrificing um, a, a higher quality fishing experience on one lake because you're, you're basically managing it at a lower level with a general regulation. Um, the beauty of the special regulations is that we can we can tailor the regulation to what that fishery can do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we can adapt. Leech Lake, when thing, times are tough, we can we can tighten that regulation down. When times are good, we can loosen it back up, and that way we can uh, we can adapt and adjust um, and provide you know imp- great angling experiences you know through regulations. One size fits all when you have, you know, walleye lakes that can look like Lake Irving or they can look like Lake of the Woods. You know, one size doesn't fit all when you're comparing, you know, the biological capacity and characteristics of lakes with that vast range of waters that we have. The number of lakes we have is, is both a blessing and a curse. The blessing is the abundance of resources. The curse is to do a good job, you've got to have some complexity in that regulation package. Yeah. Well, we spent a lot of time, Henry, talking about walleyes and some on northerns and musky, but uh, let's talk about a few other species. Um, boy, the bass bite I heard this year, uh, I just heard great bass reports from virtually any lake somebody threw a, a lure into. I, I couldn't occur more. I fished bass a lot in the summer, and it was a exceptional summer for bass fishing. Again, I'll go back to the stability of the weather, hot, stable weather. I mean, you could you could pick five, six days of the week, any day you want, and go out and throw topwater and catch bass on topwater this year. A typical summer, you get these cycles of hot weather, then really cold weather. You know, when it, when the weather turns cold, you don't have the topwater bite. You know, mm-hmm. then it heats up and the weather gets stable, humid, high humidity, and the topwater bite just goes nuts. And it was like that all summer. 
and uh, and it was uh, it was one to remember as a bass angler as a pretty darn good summer. Everything I have is anecdotal, of course, uh, and I don't know if you guys can even get data on it, but it seems to me that there's more people trying bass angling these days. Um, all I, we, you know, we don't have, um, you know, specific data, you know, by region and that. We know that the interest in bass fishing is growing. We have that from our statewide surveys. Um, as a bass angler that's lived up here since 1988, I can tell you there are way more bass fishermen today up here than there used to be. And you can also see that in the stores that sell fishing tackle. The selection of bass baits is much larger. larger. The demand is there. People are interested. Um, you used to never be able to buy plastic worms in this town 30 yeah. years ago. You, you had to order them online or get them when you left town. Now, you know, all the primary um, tackle and bait stores have have an assortment to pick from that you might see uh, similar at Cabela's or Bass Pro Shots. I mean, the gear, I think, begets the pressure because the anglers want the access to that gear. And there are a lot of people out. Um, we're seeing a few more tournaments. Um, we're seeing uh, just more boats at the accesses on lakes that usually get kind of quiet after the walleye bites over. Um, yeah, it's a good thing. <music> You're listening to Fish and Ball Bunyan Country, where all the cool kids hang out. And Kev Jackson, too. Final segment with Henry Drews and our two-day in-depth conversation on the status of the waters of Paul Bunyan Country. He's the Northwest Regional Fisheries Manager. We've talked about walleyes, Henry. We've talked about muskies. We've talked about northerns. We've talked about bass. Let's talk a little bit about panfish. I, you know, I think panfish is important for a lot of reasons. Number one, uh, they're, they're abundant. And number two, they're easy to catch. I think it's a great entry-level fish for kids to get interested in fishing. Uh, I know we've been fighting hard to find that right uh, way to keep a good size, you know, uh, a number of good size bluegills in the, in the water, sunfish, crappies. Um, how are we doing on that? Um, I think we're over overall we're doing pretty good. You know, the there I'm hearing from anglers that that there are there are pulse bites. You know, lakes that have a good population in them, and then all of a sudden everybody finds it. They go out, they hit them hard in the ice, and they come back in the spring and fish them on the beds. Um, I think I think we we are seeing that fishing pressure can take the edge off of a good bluegill or crappie population mm-hmm. a lot quicker today. Than it than it occurred ten twenty years ago, and I think that has to do with the equipment people have, particularly for winter ice fishing. It has to do with social media; um, people can flock to a hot bite pretty fast. So I think the the lakes that pop up as really good ones don't last as long as they used to. And I and I do I what I see is the lakes where we have quality panfish and we have some regulations to protect them, like on Pymoosh or or a gull, um, the black duck, you know, that the lakes with those special regs, we're able to sustain good fishing for a longer period of time. The other ones are pulsing on and off faster than they used to. Um, by and large, I would call 2018 a very good panfish year. The bed fishing in the spring was a little goofy because, you know, we had such hot water, hot weather early, then it cooled off about the time the fish were going to be moving onto the beds. But then again, as the summer stabilized and the fish took up shop on the deep weed lines, 
people were finding them very consistently. Bluegills I'm talking about mainly. The crappie bite gets a little tougher in the summer, and those anglers tend to be a little more tight-lipped than the bluegill fishermen. <laughs> yeah, they're smarter. <laughs> um, I, I just think it, you know. Again, I think it's so important because uh, if you try to take a kid out, you know, walleye or musky fishing to get things started, that that's going to bore them to tears. Panfish is easy fish to catch; they're about the right size for a kid. And if you if you can keep a, a healthy number of decent sized ones, they can take a couple home and have them for dinner. And I think all that stuff just plays into getting that next generation more into fishing in the future. Absolutely right, and and I tell you, I've taken a lot of kids fishing, and we had relatives come into town, and kids don't need fifteen or twenty or thirty or forty no. fish. If, if they're quite happy uh, with smaller numbers of fish, they're okay with that. And so, if they're they're larger size, the smaller numbers, you actually get as much meat as you would out of a larger quantity of smaller fish. And mm-hmm. you know, some of the the good five bag lakes we have around Bemidji, like um. Paimouche or gull, um, if if you go out and you keep five fish, uh, like five nine-inch bluegills is enough for a meal for two, three people, or for two people to have a meal and have a filet or two left for lunch the next day for a sandwich. I mean, it, there is a lot more meat on those quality-sized fish than there is, uh, you know, the seven-and-a-half, eight-and-a-quarter-inch fish. Well, we're about running out of time, but let's, uh, let's recap. Um, first of all, um, in... You know, uh, quick form, what would be the one or two things we need to be watching carefully for in the future? Well, you know, I think I think we as anglers all got to uh, keep our guard up on invasive species. We don't know what the long-term effects are, but let's not deal with that. Mm-hmm. Let's try to keep the lakes that don't have invasive species, let's keep them out. And in terms of angling, let's pay attention to the fact that the the average age of our anglers is getting older. Not as many youngsters are getting into it. So let's all commit to, to finding some kids to take fishing and, and offer some time up in our boats to, to share with people that we might be able to bring into the sport. So we have we have those young conservationists and young anglers or hunters coming in behind us to fill our shoes. And also, Kevin, maybe they can take us fishing one day when we can't back a boat anymore. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and then, and then finally, um, top to bottom, species to species, lake to lake, Paul Bunyan country. What would you give the grade for the year? Well, I think you started out our initial conversation saying it might be a B overall. I'd say it's all of that, and with uh, with some spots of A minus and A plus in mixed in there. It was a good year. If every summer was like 2018 for fishing, I think we'd be pretty darn happy up here in the North Country. All right. Henry Drews is the Regional Fisheries Manager out of the Northwest Office here in Bemidji. Always love checking in with Henry. Thank you so much for your time today. It's a pleasure, Kevin, and I can't wait till next spring. Once again, I want to remind you, although Fish in Paul Bunyan Country is now done for the year, and we will not be talking fishing every day of the week, we will continue to talk fishing, hunting, and all things outdoors on a weekly basis with Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Again, it begins this next Thursday. We'll run around 1230 to 1240. Somewhere in there we'll get us started during high noon on KBUN FM 104.5 every Thursday, and then 8 a.m. right after the fan outdoors on Saturday mornings. You can also get the podcast. Go to podcastone.com and subscribe to Paul Bunyan country outdoors you can also subscribe on itunes and of course it's on the website as well kbunsportsradio.com click on the paul bunyan country link that'll do it for today we will talk to you thursday in the meantime get outside and enjoy Fish hail, paul bunyan country, country.